1: What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays and also a Patreon exclusive but not exclusive episode of the Heroes for Hire podcast. Oh, I am yeah. joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean. Me and Sean, how's it going? I am very well, Connor. Welcome back to the Ireland. I, I have been away. I also sound a bit croaky. Uh, you can tell I have not been at home recently for the last few days, so I'm coming back. Um, I got to see Ant Man today, and so oh, what we oh. decided to do was, as a bit of a treat, is that we are going to amalgamate this month's uh, Patreon exclusive episode and a Movie Mondays episode into our Ant Man Quantum Mania review. Now, with that, this means every single month we review a movie over on the Patreon. But this yep. month, we, we're we going to, yeah, add them together. And what also will happen is the patrons will get exclusive listenership to this tonight. And then uh, this t- today is being Sunday. And then tomorrow, yes. on Monday, everyone else will get exclusive access to it. It'll be no longer exclusive, Sean. It'll be public.
2: This is true. Uh, and then next month, it'll be... Regular episodes over here, and then on the pa- I say over here, it's a double episode. The Patreon <laughs> I'm will have a bonus <laughs> movie review, which I am making a push. I for yeah. Patty's Day, Saint Patrick's yeah. Day, we should do uh, Banshees of Inner Is 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 just what I'm pitching. But here. it would
1: just be an hour of us going, That's class. That, yeah, that's that's yeah. amazing. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be <laughs> great to be positive? About we would things? just get the boast for so for a whole hour. Um, yeah. Because that, that now, could be post Oscars as well, so it could be great. Oh, for us. that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, so yeah, as I said, this is a bit of a double episode. I've got my notes. I have. I got back into the country, and the first thing mm-hmm. I did was I watched that man Quantumania, because I've been gone since it got released. Um, Sean, when did you see this movie? I
2: saw this movie yesterday uh, mm. at ten to three. And I went to the deluxe screen, Connor. So I had a oh. big leather chair, had controls mm. on it that I could put out my legs and such.
1: She the, the affluent experience. south, where he's look, from, huh? Look, what can I say? What can I say, Connor? <laughs> that might make, time. but that might make your review of the movie biased because you're in such a comfy chair. I mean, you got such nice food, Sean. Maybe the movie's made better with the experience.
2: Well, I, w- I do want to say, Connor, I'm coming into this review very positive
1: for once. Interesting. I'm not. Interesting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, I'd like to hear what you have to say So, as I said, I only watched this, like, literally today um, Like, maybe two hours ago So I haven't even really processed it Um, I'm very interested, as you've had an extra 24 hours What stood out to you, what didn't stand out to you This is kind of a review of what we do for every movie So, for people who don't subscribe to the Patreon This is every single month So, hopefully you like what you hear And you'll head on over there The link is down below But Sean, let's get straight into it ant Quantum Mania got released last week um, has yeah. already made $300 million as of today. That's a lot of money. Um, on a budget of $200 million. Sean, first thought, opening thought, what are your thinking here?
2: Okay, so I will say I had seen uh, reviews and initial reactions and things from this because I saw it like a week after it came out. So I had heard a lot of this going around. And I full on made the decision when I walked into the cinema. I'm just not expecting anything from mm. this movie, and I would say this is as good as any of the other Ant Man movies in my estimation. Mm. Mm. Which I'm, I get. I- that's all I wanted, you know. That like I was I was perfectly happy. I had so much fun watching this movie.
1: <laughs> I I would say this is not as good as Ant Man One. I think Ant-Man 1 is very, very strong and knows exactly what it is. Um, I felt with this movie, I probably didn't connect as much now. Saying that, Jonathan Majors is, um, Sean, he is fucking amazing.
2: (laughs) He's so good. Absolutely unreal. Like, as like an actor. It, it, you can like, absolutely tell that man has been training for Creed.
1: By the way, <laughs> the fight at the end. Also, we should say spoilers straight Spoil- out the full gate. Full spoilers from the start. Full spoilers from the, so If them. you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, but yeah, the fight at the end when him and Pollard are fighting, I was like, he'd go kill that man. <laughs> like, oh, Palud yeah. gonna die. <laughs> the, but uh, but like you see that like and like
2: that fight goes on five minutes longer without anyone intervening. Ant Man yeah. dies, like is beaten to death in that scene.
1: I, in my head, it turns into a uh, scene in The Dark Knight Returns, uh, where Batman is just like, "This isn't a battlefield. This is an operating table," and he just, yeah, like starts going through all of the guy's limbs. Like Kang just starts breaking his shoulders and then his legs, <laughs> and then he's just a stump. He'd fully no, he
2: would fully do that. Um, I like, I think the. The the there are, look. There, this isn't a perfect film by any means. There are things about it that I don't like. There are character decisions that I don't like. A lot of the side characters in this are very, very, very forgettable. Yeah. Um, however, I think the the Scott and Cassie stuff works for me. The I love. Can I just? I just want to call this out straight away. I love what they've done with Hank Pym. He's just a fucking weird old man. You know what?
1: Literally, my two standouts were John T. Major and Michael Douglas's weirdo Hank Pym. Yeah. And you know, like, Hank Pym in the comic books is a bastard, right? We've bastard. covered that. Absolute, Absolute. dog. But of in a this man. movie, I genuinely laughed every time that man talked because he's in on the joke that he's just a fucking weirdo who loves ants. And he's like, well, yeah. what about ants?
2: <laughs> there's a bit. And he's like, no, I saved the world by travelling through time. And Hank Pym is. just like, yeah, I (laughs) would have used ants.
1: Everything he says made me laugh. Because I was just like, he's just a weird man who just loves. He's got his niche. He's got his thing that he likes. And he just will only concentrate on ants.
2: Yeah, he's just he's just a weird old lunatic. I love like it, it was it, I love the direction that they chose to take with that character, and yeah. I love how he just keeps hanging around. He gets a bit of a hero moment in this as well, where he like leads the ants into
1: battle. I, which... I, I was I was actually so pleased that they didn't have the moment where uh, all the ants are coming in and I, I was saying they're going don't quip, don't quip, don't quip 'cause I he a hundred percent expected him to come in and say, Well, they're clever ants or they're 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 intelligent dance in terms of that's like he said that earlier on in the movie like twice yeah. about his fucking ants and i thought they were going three times the charm he's gonna come in and kang is gonna be like what are these and he's gonna be like well they're intelligent dance um, do,
2: do you know what is that like there is a little bit of a quip but i like it is that he comes in and he's like sorry i'm late and paul rudd which it feels like just paul rudd said it It's just like Oh, oh! Is this you? you <laughs> That's
1: a really this? good joke. That's actually really funny. There's there is some really funny moments in this movie, and I think, but I think that works because I mean Paul Rudd is a very funny human being, um, as it is just in, g- in general, um, mm. and I, I think a lot of the scenes with just comedy work in the Ad Man world as well. I think they've always been very good at that since his very first appearance through, right yeah. through the Civil War. Like The tone of Ant-Man has been
2: remarkably consistent across every mm. film that he's been in, um, yeah. which is really refreshing. And I think that's maybe why I like it, is that it's a character I can latch on and just be like, no, he's just he does his own thing. And he's he's just he solves problems in his own way. Um, the I, I, I would be remiss to say at the start, um, I saw this with my girlfriend, Orla, um, and she like got really excited at one part in the intro which is where, you know, Scott's walking down the street and everyone's smiling at him and waving because he's Ant-Man. There's a guy who asked him to take a picture with his dog. Um, That guy is Mark Oliver Everett from the band Eels. Uh, And that's cool enough because Eels is a very cool band. Uh, But (laughs) his dad, his dad, I think did like some kind of multiverse theory.
1: (laughs) which Yeah,
2: like wrote a paper on it, which... Is like that's a cool nod you know
1: what's great right there's no other podcast other than the Eels podcast that will cover this one thing and you know what I think it makes a movie and I didn't know like because I don't
2: don't know the man to see (laughs) him I've seen him from a distance in a concert but I thought it was a particularly famous dog (laughs) that was why she was getting excited
1: (laughs) you were like is that Lassie is that that Airbud is (laughs) Airbud back in (laughs) Jeez, this girl's really into dogs, but that one particular famous dog.
2: So that's just just one little by the by thing in the intro that Hmm. I think no other podcast is going to talk about.
1: Absolutely nobody, and there's a reason why, but there you go. Maybe he came in as like a script advisor, maybe he was like, this is what we need to do.
2: Mm, absolutely.
1: Mm. The, um, um, <clears throat> another another funny joke was uh, actually it came from Hank Pym again. Was that guy looks like broccoli? That made me laugh. Um, yeah. And then one. and then the holes gag I think is actually amusing. Um, it has it has early Korg vibes to it. At the end, by the way, I was like, Korg would have loved this. It's a revolution. Um, he would have been true, all actually, in. It, but, yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, the holes joke really works. Did you say David Ashmalian? Does the voice of him is yeah what's his name
2: Vader Z- uh, I got his name somewhere Oh there. I mean uh, Veb, I don't know. that's his name Veb. like not like those characters are nothing Quaz is quite cool um played by William Jackson Harper um who is the mind reader telepath dude yeah. um he's the only one and uh, is it Zenora um they both get some character and things to do in the plot mm. the rest of them are just kind of cool designs
1: What now? We have to talk about the the big uh, head in the room, Um, Sean. uh, There's a man called Darren Cross, um, and he plays. Fucking
2: called this years ago, by the way. I just want to put that out there. That
1: that is true. You are a genius. (laughs) You (laughs) couldn't have predicted his look. (laughs) That's what I would say. No.
2: Now, okay. So the thing about it is, okay. There's like for there's no fucking way to make Modoc work. In live no. action,
1: but there
2: the, has to be a what, better way than what they there ha, did. Th- That's the thing. That's the thing. My, my issues with Morlock aren't the fact that he's in it or the way that he's particularly written in this film. He serves a purpose. Um, it's the design. They leaned too much to try and make it look like Darren Cross, Corey Stoll. They tried to retain too much of his face, and it took, so it just it's looks like, like, they like they took an they image and
1: they. Yeah, they they stretch the image on paint and then put it back in. Which also, like, it's the, and it's, he's too human and
2: not human. It's the Uncanny Valley thing that everyone's aware of. But it also means that he never focuses, the eyes never focus on anything. He just has this glassy, dead stare look straight ahead. And because it's
1: um, stretched... He looks like Zordon from Power Rangers. (laughs) He does
2: look like Zordon, yeah. Like, and... (laughs) The face, it, it looks like Zordon in Power Rangers Turbo, where there's no fucking movement <laughs> in <laughs> any of his facial They didn't features.
1: have the budget to animate him by Turbo. In the first one, they kind of did. They had like, I don't know, like 10 grand by Turbo. Yeah. There's no 10 grand budget to animate Zordon. So they were like, just a PNG. It'll be fine. Yeah, And it's like,
2: and uh, do you know what? And I wasn't sold on it when I saw like leaked sc- shots of it.
1: With the helmet
2: down, like it looks really cool
1: (laughs) yeah now look I think you are being very forgiving Sean I think for personally helmet down I think excellent I do I do actually think it kind of works you can get away with it as a killing machine helmet off absolutely takes me over every single scene that lad is in I'm just like that is so terrible to look at (laughs) how did that get into a 200 million dollar movie and somebody didn't say surely we have an extra 5 million to spend on Darren Cross's face
2: that's fair now look he's in a lot of the marketing he's not in the movie all that much he's in
1: it enough he's in it enough with the fucking helmet down
2: (laughs) okay but you can't tell me you didn't enjoy his death scene that was funny.
1: That, no, the that scene is funny, but then you just literally have to take yourself out of that. Looks like he looks terrible. <laughs> he looks truly terrible. That's yeah, no, and no,
2: I agree. I fully agree. They did not go far enough with the Modoc design. They should have made him all fucked up and weird looking inside yeah. the helmet instead of just his face. Because the face also looks really low res that they've stretched over everything.
1: It like, doesn't make any sense. They took they took one that wasn't even, like, full HD. You know, they took one off his Facebook page where he's kind of in the distance and they just yeah. stretched it.
2: Like, I would have been happy if they, like, you know, fuck him up, like, scar him up, burn him, whatever, to make it work. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's a bad design, but I don't think the character necessarily is a major flaw in the movie. I get it takes you out. That's totally fair. It absolutely mm. does. Mm. But I just feel that there's... The, the, the elements that work of the character are still there. Um, I,
1: I can I can see... Yeah, no, in terms of, like, his death scene, I think actually really does work. Um, yeah. I, I just kind of roll my eyes a lot whenever he's on screen, of just like, oh, Jesus, when he's, like, he's just being evil for the sake of being evil. Um, I I mean, yeah. I think you just do that, but then that takes away the gag. But yeah, I was gonna say like you don't have That's... it be Darren Cross, but then who do you have it be?
2: That yeah, you get fucking George Tarleton that there was in the comics. Who, by the way, Modoc has just been silly for age. Like yeah, he he put his body into a surfer bro and called himself Brodoc for a while. <laughs>
1: like <laughs> see that's the thing right when i'm watching a movie like this i'm like oh this isn't for me but there's loads of comics that aren't for me that are just silly and then some of them yeah. i do like
2: So, and like the thing about it is that like and i talked about this in doctor strange is that it's finding the line between the comic accuracy and what is entertaining to watch in a film Mm. And this Mm. movie of the recent Marvel movies has gotten the closest because they're dealing with wild fucking concepts. But Mm. this one doesn't, this one didn't fall apart and feel like a waste of my time like Thor Love and Thunder.
1: Now, here's the thing, though. What I would say is it feels like it's going to fall apart. At any given moment. Oh yeah, um, that's the thing. Like,
2: and maybe that's it. It's like it's the it's the it's the, it's the tower of playing cards, and I'm in a in a in a, a wind factory. Like
1: and, and, <laughs> and, and I I think I think it did fall apart for me a little bit, but not because. Um, I think John Major's kind of holds it together. Like he literally uses his strongman arms, and he just basically like grabs both sides, and is just like like a uh, Spider Man holding the ship together. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> carry us to a good movie. Yeah, I mm, I
2: do get that. Uh, I, yeah, on that point, the cutting, the first maybe forty minutes of this, there's a lot of cutting back between the two groups, which is Scott Lang and Cassie, and um Janet Hank and Hope Hope yeah and every time it cut back to Janet Hank and Hope in a weird casino talking to a f- fucking Bill Murray pastiche yeah yeah I'm like I just want to get back and see what Kang is up to with the with the other Yeah two. for
1: the, for the whole opening 45 minutes I'm like I just need to see Kang um, yeah. and they're all talking about him but I'm just like uh no, we need to see him. I don't I don't care enough the, about And actually, the start of this movie is Janet in the
2: quantum realm when Kang first arrives. Yes. That shouldn't be in the first thirty seconds. No. no, They're no. Like, she should just be terrified of them activating the quantum realm and it be explained later.
1: we don't need to see him at all. Um did you like you know the way we have the big exposition dub of them on the ship? Right, where she's like this is Kag, and then she tells the whole story of like yeah. how he um, but that's before we see modern Kang. Um would you have preferred them to be switched because I wanted the first time we see Kag to be conqueror Kag, to be I don't want to see him like oh he's, he's kind of dying I want him to walk into that room and Janet's like oh fuck and everyone's like who the fuck is this guy
2: yeah there's an argument to be made for both um, the idea of, because people talking about him first, mm. then we learn where he came from and then we see what he built. Because th- the reason that we see Kang at full power after we've seen his whole origin is that we've seen how Janet could have defeated him at the mm. start. And then he overcame that and made an empire out of it. I think that's why they wanted to show us yeah. everything they went through. Um, and also, once they once they get to like the multiversal engine core thing, there's never a time after that where they could actually insert that exposition.
1: No, I can understand. And I'll, but then I do have a major problem in terms of like, I do think the whole middle part of this movie is not very strong. Um, and I think I think the MacGuffin at the end that they have to get to, to have to to get this to get this I don't really like all that bit where um, he has to like rob t- like steal something to do whatever I like that I, I'm i no. really sorry
2: but I like that a lot <sighs> I like um, I that d- he comes back to being a thief at the end
1: I, I do like the, the fight between Ant-Man and uh, Kang just because I like to see Kang just ripping him apart and then I also kind of like the ants being like zombies like just swarming him because um, but then I have a question so this yeah. guy is covered every single timeline in every single yeah. universe, and he's conquered basically all of them. And he's like, "Oh, I've have never been defeated by anything ever. I've always figured out a way to solve." Surely, there's a world that's just ants that are really intelligent that he overcame.
2: Well, well, he, well he might. There might be, and he might have overcame them, but he might have done it by destroying another universe fifty years back in mm. the timeline, so it just never existed interesting yeah because this this, and here's the thing about the multiverse is that there are infinite universes where that version of kang was defeated but this is the one that's just done everything he's just lucky enough to have done everything up until this point and that's when we meet him so i have one i have a wild theory about this kang by the way
1: Okay, go on. But am I first of all I wanted to comment on the the world. The the movie itself and how it looks in terms of the mm-hmm. sets. Obviously there none of them are real, so I don't really want to harp on that like everything's CGI. But I think it's very similar to uh do you remember in Doctor Strange when my complaint was when you know at the start when they're running through and you've got like uh and he like throws Chavez to fucking portal. Falling apart and like swiveling around and and all this stuff. I was watching this and I'm just like, I just want a movie where somebody can hold something, (laughs) like pick up a prop. That's fair. There's a really
2: interesting thread on Twitter going around at the minute that is the end of Captain America the first Avenger. And it's where he wakes up in the like reconstruction of a nineteen forties hospital and he listens to the radio. And someone pointed out, like, when is the last time that a location has ever been a major plot point?
1: Never. Like, or like, no, a literal location, like a location that A physical that location
2: that the actors are in and, mm. like, interact with.
1: Yeah. Like... I just, I, I don't know what it is, but, like, now when I watch this kind of stuff, I just, I want to see some sort, like, it's all it's blurry called, and all it's in because the, of fucking, the Batman. It's because you watch the Batman, <laughs> and that's that's shot on the screen as well. But like that's like they built sets for that as well. Like um, maybe it is because of the Batman, but I know that's on the Mandalorian uh, stage the, the, thing as well. That's
2: called the 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 volume. That they yeah, use. like I
1: and I can understand that, like in terms of like the the views and everything. But there's something I don't know what it is. But yeah, I just said the car chase scene, like in the Batman. Like they yeah. shot that, as re- like the cameras on the side of the fucking car, and they're driving the car, right? Yeah,
2: and like what's like the, like the arguably the best fight scene that's been in the MCU in the last in Phase Four was the bus fight in Shang Chi, which was True. done on a real bus. Like,
1: like I, I I genuinely don't know what it is. I can't actually put my finger on it. But when I watch any of these movies now, oh, like I just can't connect. To whatever the fuck is on the screen. If if in the background, there's just floating shit and it's all purple and it's all kind of out of focus and kind of in the distance and they're just just talking. And I don't know what... I don't even know of like... The movie could be good, but me personally, I'm watching it being like, I just want somebody in the background that's a human, that's like walking and I know they're there. <laughs> I know <Yeah>. they're real. <laughs> no, I, I,
2: I do get where you're coming from. Um, the argument i would make is that i think that this world that they created actually has some interesting elements like the fact that the buildings are sentient and alive and can also attack that's really cool to me that kind of thing where yeah like they didn't have to do that you know but they just there was some level of care and thought put into it. See,
1: I, I, also, I'm also aware that I sound like an old curmudgeon. That's just like bring back Winter Soldier, where everyone's just punching each other. But everyone's like Winter Soldiers fight scenes, real good. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs>
2: like it's, it's, it's tough, and it is just the way they're made now. Um, but like
1: when when I'm watching a scene, and I know that Paul Rudd could act out that whole scene without Cassie Lang. Uh, who's played by Catherine Newton? I think it is, um, or is it yeah, Katie O'Brien. Like no, it's Catherine. Ka- it might be it's a Ka- Catherine Newton. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, and so, uh, I, I when I know like Paul Rudd is there and he could act out that whole scene without her being there, I'm just like, oh, that's annoying. <laughs> I wanted to talk to each other <laughs> so much. Um, but then you could say like the same about the the airport scene in Civil War, where like they're not all there as well. So yeah, or, or I, d- I don't most know what it of is. of Avengers End Game, like I I, I, I literally don't know what I could. It could literally just be the Batman that it's just. I think that might have been a changer that, like, we always just assumed well, superhero movies have to be made this way, and then mm. the Batman was like, "Well, no, we can do this way, and it would look look pretty cool." And then I was kind of like, "Actually, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that does look good. It does, but I like, yeah, and there are." Instances but I they, also I'm also aware. I'm also aware that I, there are negatives to that as well. Like you can build a much bigger world. You can. You can't go to the quantum zone in this is, yeah, doing it they, the other way. So if you, you want to go to the quantum, quantum zone, ready. you have to do it this way.
2: It's it's really the only way to do it without it look just looking like a stage or, like, a BBC Doctor yeah, Who TARDIS no, like, kind of thing.
1: There, there's uh, there's subtleties. There, there, It's not just... You can't just be like, it's all shit or it's all good. There's always got to be intrinsic details that some bits are good, some bits are bad. Yeah,
2: yeah, and... How do you feel about the. Actually, can I. I my wild Kang theory, right? Go for so,
1: it. I, 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 okay, this is the Kang theory segment of the show. Yeah, go
2: on, Sean. Here we go. I don't think I'm the first person to think of this either, but. Yeah. Um, no, you are. Kang gets sucked into the multiversal engine thing, right? He gets sucked into that at the end. Now, there is a thing in Secret Wars where. there's a a being called the Beyonder and the Beyonder is the one who assembles the first battle world in order to uh, make all the heroes fight and then Doctor Doom tries to steal the Beyonder power and things like that I think they could do something similar and make that version of Kang the Conqueror into the Beyonder because he's now outside of all multiverses and
1: all realities oh okay Um, but also we have to talk about the Aiden credit scene as well Yes. Um both so of them. well both of them. But the the first one with all of the Kangs. What Counts do you think Kangs. that means in terms um, of moving forward? So that's probably the Kang dynasty
2: is what's being set up there. Um basically it's all like it, it's it's all of the Kangs gathering together because the Avengers by going back in time and making oh, the, so, it's a weird chain of events. They fucked the, the timeline. T- they fucked the timeline, but specifically they let Loki get free. Loki then got captured by the TVA, met up with Sylvie. Sylvie killed Kang, who was he who remains, who had shut out all of the other Kangs and was managing the time stream and keeping yes. that time stream safe. Yeah. He's now dead. All of the other Kangs are coming, going to launch an attack on the world. Probably they're going to start the incursions which is where universes smash together um, and the, b- both or one are destroyed. Um, and that's what the Kangs will do. Because most of the Kangs just want power and control. One of the Kangs that we see there is Rama Tut, um, who is a Kang that went back to Egypt and became a pharaoh and then ruled. Um, and then there's another one called Immortus, who went back is the same Kang went back after and became, was a better Pharaoh who actually cared for his people. Uh, so the Kang is all one man who goes back in time every time he gets to the end and just does different shit.
1: And ju- and just like fucks around and finds
2: out. Exactly. But he does like he's just happened constantly, and so they all meet up. Um and there's also the Scarlet Centurion, um and he fights the Avengers in a weird battle world type scenario that the Grandmaster pulls off but also that's how we get uh, the AC universe which is uh, a spin on the DC universe and (laughs) you get like various like you get Nighthawk instead of Batman and shit like that I don't think any of that's going to happen but he's in there
1: none of that is going to happen but also this is comic books like comic books are fucking weird right this is and, and to do this in movie form that's, it's a fucking lot. It's a lot to take in. Um, it can yeah. be done. And I think Jonathan Majors is the perfect casting for all of these Kangs. <laughs> um, just because 100%. he's so good. Um, also, uh,
2: when all of the Kangs start showing up, they use the same teleport technology that Reed Richards uses in Multiverse of Madness, implying that he is a descendant of Reed Richards, uh, as is in the comics.
1: Oh, Okay. Okay. Just put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. He's just putting it out. Just and I'll that, that, that means it's a spaghetti. So that's how <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, that's how they are going to bring all the multiverse shit in together. And um, all the timelines are focused. Fuck- I hadn't even thought of that that the timeline only like all those Kangs only exist because the main kang was killed. The main kang was killed because Loki survived because the Avengers went yeah. back in time to resurrect everyone who was gone during the blip.
2: Yeah. Uh, to, and like, and then, to, like, in order to win or defeat Thanos, they ended up basically bringing all of these kangs upon themselves. Which I like that. Like, Ant Man kind of has that thought at the end. He's like, he said, "Someone worse was coming."
1: Ah, it'll yeah. probably be fine. Hey, it'll be What can you do? It's like it
2: maybe just inform some of the Avengers about that.
1: I, I, But I love the bit where Kang was like, I've killed, like, all of the Avengers. Like, yeah. just... And it's made as a gag of, like, when he's like, oh, are you the one with the hammer? It's like, oh, yeah, we similar body types or whatever. But I love the idea that Kang's like, I literally couldn't give a shit. I've killed so yeah, many Avengers, and you are literally Avengers. Ant-Man. <laughs> like, I don't care.
2: The... It is, it is a cool at the end where he goes giant man and he just assaults the city it's at, It's quite Rise of Skywalker where all of the ships and all of the ragtag troops show up at the end just in time
1: and that movie was so beloved so I was in there by all like, by, by all and so that's a really good way to end all of these movies of the ragtag group come together
2: but I did like it is the thing <laughs> I liked it in this case,
1: I just think you've gone mad, <laughs> maybe I have no, I just want to, look,
2: look it's not it's not the best movie, ever, but it was fun, no.
1: but it, actually, there's a good point of like I'm not like this movie shit, I'm just like I just i don't think I'll ever watch this again, <laughs> but I'm also like I love Jonathan Majors. I might watch Jonathan Major's scenes in this movie on YouTube if somebody wants to throw that all together, and the rest show of it I can that. kind of give or take. Well, best of Hank Pym. That five minute video. Oh, is yeah. <laughs> I just want the minute long video of him just suggesting ads for all. Like, you know, the guy, you know, the gag where it's like, you always want to just do torture. It's just that. Yeah. But for Hank Pym's ads.
2: <laughs> Look, he, 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 he really found a niche and he's thriving, Connor.
1: <laughs> like I, I actually think they have great chemistry um, between, like, say, the five of them. Yeah, um, I do think Evangeline Lily is kind of. I get the vibe that she like is just checked out. Of this. I don't know what it was in this movie. I was like, she was just like, all right, I'll just do the movie. It's fine. This is the thing. It's like it is called Ant Man and the Wasp, but
2: it, this is just an Ant Man movie, really. Um, mm-hmm. I like the bit that they have. I I'm fully convinced. By the way, there's a version of this movie where he's stuck
1: in the quantum realm. I think that's like, a better ending. I thought that was what it was leading up to. I, I had the note. I I was making my notes, and I was like, oh, he gets stuck. Like, him and Hope get stuck yeah. in the quantum realm. And
2: then, like, I just, I, that would be it. And then, like, maybe Secret Wars And then Cassie
1: has to get them out.
2: Yeah. Because she, she, and I, I guess she does it in this movie, but, like... I just I don't know. It just it, it felt like they were building up to just one or both of them being stuck in the quantum realm.
1: Can I be honest with you? I it. think it's a, I think it's a cheap out. I really do. Like I just think it's like they were like they wanted the emotional big impact like, Oh, they're lost and then Cassie's just was like, Oh no, wait, I have a button. <laughs> it's fine. Oh no, yeah. there you go, it's opened and again. They, <laughs> they
2: set it up earlier, It's like, Oh, if I had this I could have gotten you out of the quantum realm. It's like, Yeah, that's fine. Um I just I d I don't know. It feels like there was More there, they clearly decided, like maybe another project was in the works, and they were like, "No, we need Ant Man
1: Mm. for this." But then, why? Why have the ending? Why have a like? Why have the two of them stuck there with the portal disappears?
2: Like, I I guess it was just this is the only way to do it. Like it's we just a
1: fucking cheap pop. I don't understand that. I don't go, either shit or get off the pot, to be honest with you. Like, I just think they're either stuck there or they're not. Either they jump through at the last second, Indiana Jones style, grab their hat just before the door closes, or they're stuck there. It's one of the two. Or, or
2: what you do is it, you, uh, you, and this will be a, a pretty nice parallel, is that the door closes, right? They're stuck in there. Cassie, For her, it's 30 seconds, opens up a new portal, goes back in. It's been five years in the quantum realm. And they've both lost five years of each other.
1: Yeah, like, I think... Or like you do the mo- thing where we know Young Avengers is coming along, right? We know Cassie's apparently, going to come. But in. apparently there's no plans on that. Like there's not. Okay, in maybe there isn't. I mean so why would you? You only have Florence Pew locked in. <laughs> so why, yeah. would you, why would you want to do so with that? Um but like if you were gonna do a Young Avengers, Cassie's part of that, the next time we see her, she heard Hanker trying to rebuild that thing that was broken, like her signal thing. Like, yeah. there's been spending months and months and months on it, trying to rebuild it, because it was broken when Kang brought them all in through, at the very start of the movie. Um, and, like, she's trying to rejig it. She finally gets it working. At the end of the TV show, you could have the, her her whole character arc is, like, I'm part of the Young Avengers, but, like, my dad and Hope are gone, and I need to do this for them. Like, I'm kind of representing them because they're no he- not here anymore. And then she yeah, finally gets because- it working. Her last scene could literally just be her clicking the on button. And her god, it works, and then they um, well, just jumping through a portal. That's the end. This is the thing: is that Cassie Lang in the comics does have uh, a whole
2: arc. She becomes a hero without Ant Man because Ant Man yeah. is killed, unfortunately,
1: until she opens a portal and saves him. Uh, I mean, that's that's in my head. I, I'm just thinking of your Hero Zero report. Just do that, and you can still have it. Like for him, it was five years, but for us, it was like two months.
2: Yeah, uh, like I don't, I, I, they, mu- they need Ant-Man for an upcoming project. That has to be, you know, why he was mm. brought back. And it was too late in the day that this was decided to refill him the entire ending sequence. It's easier to just refill him that bit where he's picking up the cake and going to the restaurant.
1: Yeah, um, I just. Uh- I, I was like in terms of the ending I was like oh no they should have been stuck there I hope should have dove through save them they defeat Kang and then they're stuck there for uh, I just said if it's 5 years for them and 30 seconds for us that's fine I don't care like yeah you could even have Cassie and we could cut to Cassie with Hank and Janet They she gets it working straight away they jump through I just said 5 years has passed a year has passed What some amount of time rather than 10 seconds so that there's some sort of emotional impact to their battle with Kang.
2: Yeah, uh, in, in, I mean, I, like you, you get that Ant Man would sacrifice himself for Cassie, but I don't think that was in question for the no. rest of the movie. If fucking Modoc had pushed Cassie through and sacrificed himself, that's a redemption thing. But like Paul Ant Man would do that anyway, you know.
1: Yeah. I, I wanted Hank Pym's ads to push her through. I want Hank Pym to have his own movie where he's just talking about ads.
2: I want Hank Pym to push her backwards and just walk through himself.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's like, get out of my fucking way.
2: Just as a full heel turn. Maybe.
1: And on the way, he a sly elbow to Janet on his way past to be like, I'm, yeah. I'm in here now.
2: Trips uh, <laughs> her. Do you think this might be a stretch? But why would you not get these people on screen at the same time? Do you think Ant-Man's going to be in Deadpool 3 and that's how they do some multiverse shenanigans?
1: No, I don't. No. I don't think he's going to be in it. Um, I I mean, look, I, I can absolutely understand you get Reddles, Jackman and Rudd all on the same yeah. screen. And just and Channing
2: them. Tatum, I'm not backing down A- on and, that. And him playing
1: Gambit, of course. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I mean, you absolutely could, but... Uh, I don't think Rudd is down to appear in any of that stuff, really, for the next few years. I think his next appearance is the Kang Dynasty, or Secret Wars, whichever one of them comes first. Kang Dynasty
2: is first, and then Secret
1: Wars, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's weird that they did that, because Secret Wars, I would say, is that, that's the Scrolls.
2: No, Secret Invasion is the Scrolls. Ah, sorry. That's I a TV series yeah, that's yeah. coming out at some point, who knows. Yeah, I mixed them um, up. I heard uh, two secrets. Two secrets. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Wait until the Secret Avengers and things like that happens. And um, what did you think of Bill Murray? Bill Murray as Kryler? I Don't like Bill Murray as an actor. <laughs> you have turned on him. I've, I've been, I've been off him for ages. I don't like the thing. I just don't like how he behaves. I just think, get over yourself. Um,
1: now, I, no. I see. Now, this is tough for me because Groundhog Day is one of my favorite movies. But That's also, right, you when you hear before. behind the scenes. Um, and also just in general i i can see where you're coming from yeah like
2: they're, they're walking into a bar and just pouring people drink. get over it go fuck yourself <laughs> um you but I, like look the character is fine um there, there was like i i fully feel that bill murray has a clause written into most of his contracts that he has to die on screen so that he can't ever be brought back <laughs>
1: Good. He's like that I if Harrison Ford could add that same clause, he would be fucking delighted. He'd be lying to himself. Never never make me come back, he'd say. Just goes around axing all of his old characters. <laughs> the president from Air Force One. Nah get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> um I I um we we should talk about the how they get there, I feel, is kind of a bit meh in terms of, she's like, "Oh, I built this machine. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh no, it's working <laughs> straight away." I mean, how do you get them there? Is the thing like? But they, like, they, they've eaten the the, the the
2: the first portal into the quantum realm was in the back of a van. That's true. That is true. Actually, like, I, it 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 appears that it's not hard to do. It's just that like six people can do it. Mm. You know. So I I like I have no problem with that being, you know, a mystery or, or not mystery you, or. a, a What
1: did you think of all of the the possibilities of like Ant Man and um, and uh, Hope? I, I I like that. I would have liked to see more
2: variants of them. Um, yeah, like the Ant Man that stayed as Baskin Robbins. That's a nice fun idea, but like, what about the Ant Man that's? And this is this is too much this is comic book shit that you have time for in a comic book um but like the ant-man that sided with tony stark or you know the ant-man mm. that became yellow jacket any of that kind Can of I, stuff but i have
1: a, i have a question and this
2: confused yeah. me
1: i thought it was all of the possibilities that he could have done in that scenario in terms of the in terms of the robbery of the uh, in terms it's, of the
2: heist it's every Possible version of him that could be there is there, is how I interpreted it.
1: Right, because I was just like, why is the... Ba- I mean, the Baskin-Robbins guy, it's obviously the joke, but I was like, I was trying to figure out why he was there, because I was like, wait, yeah. I thought it was for the heist. Why would Baskin-Robbins guy be here?
2: Well, maybe instead of going back, uh, you know, right, having a successful book deal and becoming a celebrity, maybe... In another version, he went back to Baskin-Robbins because he couldn't get any work.
1: (laughs) I do love, um, obviously, a lot of the teams are based around family. That's why they split them up. So Cassie and Scott get sent one way and then Hank, Janet and Hope get sent the other side. Um, What did you think of Janet's relationship with CAG? I I really felt like they should have done more with that. They they did a little bit, but I thought they didn't have that many scenes together. No, it felt like it... If Yeah, it felt like there was some stuff
2: cut from that. Like, when they're just in the throne room and Janet keeps eyeing, like, the gun for, like... Mm. That happens repeatedly. But there's just yeah. not that much said. Um, like... And it's the thing of, like, it was never brought up in the either of the two movies. So Janet just decided not to tell anyone up until this point. Um, she thought it was all fine. I don't know i would have liked to i like the bit where they're working together to fix the engine i think that's that's cool and it's showing the strengths of both of them Mm. and even like the way she talks about kang in those early days is quite like no no he's brilliant like he's he's like he's like no one else that i've ever met kind of a deal but then and, and i i like the the way she Traps him. I think she like that says a lot about her character in that moment. But then after that, there, I, I just the way Janet is written and what she does is just she's just an exposition device to get from A to B. For yeah, the rest of the film.
1: I, I, and I, yeah, I wanted more. I wanted more between the two of them. Yeah. What I really loved, the scenes that I really loved, were were Kang knowing so he plays on everyone's weaknesses and so she in the moment like when she thought they were friends is like I really want to get home to my door she's waiting by the door and so every time he talks to her that's what he says like if you help me I'll get you home to your daughter, she'll be with but You'll have lost no time at all. Time means nothing to me. Like, I'll help yeah. you. And he's like, I'll save your world. I'll just have to kill everyone else's world. But it's you're going to get home to your daughter, don't you? Like, it's all uh, m- emotional manipulation constantly of people's weaknesses. Yeah, and the fact that he lies as
2: well. Like, there's, like, the... Well, I, I just... The anger that Ant-Man has in the final fight where he just shouts, we had a deal... Yeah. Like if you had just kept to your side of the fucking bargain, Ant Man would have happily gone home.
1: Because <laughs> like, he doesn't want no trouble. <laughs> he's no. like, You're a bad guy. <laughs> this isn't his fight, like <laughs> I, I yeah, I like the idea of Paul Rudd's uh, Ant Man, like he's over he's in a bit of retirement and he kind of has to get dragged out. Um, I feel like he does. He is a bit dumb in, a, in some of this. I think he's dumber than he needs to be. When he's just like, we should get out of here, Cassie. And Cassie's like, but Kag is going to kill everyone. <laughs> like, ever. Like, he's going to kill all these people. I think there should be a part of him that's like, yeah, maybe I should suit up even three minutes before I actually do. If he even put in the
2: argument of like, okay, I, I, no, I understand. But shouldn't we get the team of Avengers that I have intimate connections to? Wouldn't mm. they be useful here?
1: But then all she has to say, but you're the only one here. You are literally an Avenger. Like, and he, he's still kind of trying to check it over until they have to have that big suit up moment where it's like, Cassie, you have a suit as well. I just know. Oh, yes. Hank and Janet have been training me. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, um, look. It's it's no worse than most other. Oh no! I no. I I like, mean they have to introduce her in, and I think it's a. I I know that I think that character is going to be really good moving forward. So I had no issue with that. I was just like watching Ad Rudd, uh, Ant Rudd, <laughs> Ant Man, Paul Rudd, being like, Ant-Rud. just suit up, you moron! <laughs> just like, why is this a problem? You're stuck in the quantum zone. <laughs> But he is
2: like I like how he is capable like he's giving Cassie lessons on the fly about how to fight using the pin particles. Like that kind of stuff I really like.
1: Yeah, I I mean like I I love the the bit with the the click and then like click click kick or click hit. What what's the exact tactic? I can't really remember. Oh, it's a, um click tap or something like that. It's click yeah, it's so it's basically like her working on how she Structures her fight so that you you get the best out of her. Because I think, listen, she, she's shrinking and then she just bounces off the guy's screen. Actually, I have a major problem, right? Go for it. Cag, right? Very intelligent. Greatest. This is the best Cag. This is the best ever Cag. He designs the best armies to stop all rebellions. So this is the worst group of fucking, like... Clone Wars army that's ever been they lose every battle so badly
2: (laughs) they're very incompetent they do all fall to the there's one on either side of someone escorting them down a hallway and one of them gets a swift elbow to the dick like (laughs) that move is used maybe three or four times in the film
1: I, I was watching it I was like Kang's meant to literally be the best one like surely he's come up with better guards than these people
2: but I guess in, like, he's put he's put down enough rebellions that, like, he just knows, like, no, just it's a show of force. They don't need to be that good. It's just that he just needs <laughs> a lot of them.
1: <laughs> but I suppose well, if they're too good, then they don't have a hope. Like, there's literally not no issue whatsoever. I have another idea. I think, Sean, yeah. Janet, when they come in, her and Hank and Hope, she has that moment where, like, she stabs the the weird monster, and then it's like, oh, you're one of us, and then takes her her to the fucking um, yeah. restaurant. Um, what's the point of any of that scene when we know the resistance is not them, the resistance is actually the people that Scott is with? So who the fuck are those people that she's talking to?
2: It's a way of giving her of of expositing how long she spent in the quantum realm and what she got up to and how she was fighting Kang for ages. Uh,
1: oh, but you you are doing gymnastics, my look,
2: <laughs> look, I'm doing my best here. Uh, no, I like I don't love that stuff, but it's like, and that's that's again why I'm like, okay, could can we get back to, I just saw Ant-Man getting tortured in a cell. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to see the conclusion of that, please. I,
1: I want to see Jonathan Majors chewing scenery. And telling yeah. us all how fucking amazing he is, and like, but in a way that's like he's just looking down at these peasants, like they're all peasants to him. He doesn't, mean, they don't mean anything. Yeah, they're just ants, Connor. They're just ants. Oh, him. of course. But uh, <laughs> Hank's loving that. <laughs> Hank's like, yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the design of Kang? Um, I, I think it's. I mean. I I thought the suit was okay. Um, yeah. I, the thing about that is, if you fuck it up once, it doesn't matter. You can just do it a million different ways. So, yeah. like, if you do this one badly, people are like, the reaction isn't great. You're not stuck to that. There's, like, billions of Kang. So, he designs it differently in a different universe. You can re- rejig it to make it a little better.
2: That's fair. That is fair. No, I think I think it's a cool design. I like the helmet, how they adapted that, how it's like an energy thing that he wears. Um that's really fun I don't, to me. I don't
1: know why he doesn't come into the fight earlier at the end. Yeah, he's literally he god.
2: <laughs> literally god. <gone>. Literally <laughs> has a gun that just wipes people out of existence. Like,
1: uh, I, it's, it's the exact same. Like he forgets all of his powers at the he's end. Just of, so at the angry end fight scene. at the time, you know. Like, it's I go <laughs> like he for the whole movie. I was like, this guy. He's like he kills everyone. Like nobody has a hope. And every fight scene up to that point, he's just swatting them. He's like. You fuck off I can literally pick you up and smash you against walls and like rip your bones without even like blinking and then in the last fight scene he's like I can't even think straight I'm just gonna punch you so well, much in the last fight scene they do the thing where they depower both characters
2: so ant loses his helmet so he can't shrink and Kang loses his gauntlets which apparently give him all of the blasty superpowers uh, so Aye. it's just two lads scrapping by the end but one of them has been in training for Creed Uh, so it's a walkover
1: (laughs) Paul Rudd
2: Paul Rudd training for for greed
1: I I have another nitpick Sean that I really don't like is that they keep taking off their fucking helmets every time they shrink and then they grow big just because we have to see the actors that really annoys me just keep wearing the suit just wear the fucking helmet, that's just, just, just wear the helmet. It reminds me of, um, it reminds me of uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. He always took off his fucking mask, like, he took it off, like, six times in that first movie, and I'm like, you have a secret identity in here. <laughs> Keep it Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, I have no defence for that one, um, <laughs> other than, like, yeah, if you're just looking at the helmet every, every scene, though, like...
1: But we didn't look at it once. There was that one scene where the helmet was on. Because no, they yeah, were it's like, the oh, we got in that movie. Ah, not, yeah, but they're on it for like a second.
2: Sh- no, but, uh, no, anytime he's big. There's a load of helmets when they were all little ants. Okay, bi- big.
1: One. I'll give you big, but any normal size, that helmet comes straight off and we got to see Paul Rudd on the green screen. Well, it's, it's
2: normal size Paul uh, Rudd. What's not to love? I mean, it's, it's, uh, look,
1: it's fantastic hair. I'm not doubting that. I'm just like, where the fucking helmet, Paul.
2: I do like the bit where he was really, really small. And Hope had him in her hand, and she threw him, and he grew really, really big while he was flying. I thought that was cool.
1: (laughs) See, the thing about this is, right, I think they've kind of nailed the Ant-Man vibe, and I think they know what they have with Ant-Man. And so, especially, like, we went back and watched the first Ant-Man for, I think it was last month? Was it last month's Lazarus Pit? Yeah, so we we actually have done two Ant-Mans in a row, but... um, Like, I think they know what they have, which is a very strong point. Peyton Reed knows how to direct an bad movie. I am slightly disappointed that this is the one we see Kang in, but I also understand that they can do whatever the fuck they want because it's the Quantum Zone, and there's only three people that can get there, so you had to introduce him in the end. So then he could have the whole big universe and be like, this is what he can create in the Quantum Zone. Imagine what he'll do when he goes bigger.
2: Yeah, and I like. I don't think it being an Ant Man movie lessens the impact of Kang. I think he's still intimidating. It might lessen the amount of people that go to see it, but I I still think Kang like it doesn't lessen Kang as a villain
1: going forward. I, I actually it might help him because Ant Man is so probably low down in terms of the team yeah. that like he comes. It's, there's no point in him facing Thor straight off the bat. Because, like, Thor then has to beat him in, his, in the Thor movie. And then you're like, okay, well, what does Caggy have to do? Like, if you can't defeat Thor. But uh, the, I really liked the part where they were just like, yeah, I've killed loads of Avengers. Like, I have so they many of them. I together. couldn't even name them. I've just, like, murdered all of them.
2: Yeah, like, that's really, really cool. Um, and the, like, the idea that, like, Ant-Man would have basically lost had Hope not come back in and gotten the lucky shot and knocked him into a device that sent him outside of time and dimensions like they don't have mm. that again and now there's infinite Kangs on the way now I say infinite they'll probably fight about four of them <laughs>
1: i i always have the dr strange multiverse of madness thing they were like we've got millions of universes in this one lights green when the meat stop yeah <laughs> that's how fucked up we are you, you know baron Mordo.
2: yeah he's got dreadlocks now what are you gonna <laughs> no do no <about> way
1: <laughs> everything else is the same
2: <laughs> professor x you like him don't you oh john krasinski you all called snap. for that Fuck you! <laughs> like it, enjoy <laughs> Spaghetti. it. Spaghetti, oh
1: shit! <laughs> Spaghetti snap. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious. I, oh, very good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I in terms of this movie, I I didn't connect with it, and mm. I but I I could also see that like it has strengths in terms of. Cag obviously being the major one. Paul Rudd is always excellent as that man. And um, the cast, I don't think take Garrett issue. Eventually, Lily, I was like, oh yeah, she's kind of, she's there. I think um, Michelle Pfeiffer is really good in like really great in those given, scenes. Yeah. yeah, with what she was given. I, just, I wanted more like with that character with um, like her and Cag and them like bonding. I, I, I wanted more of that because then the betrayal means more.
2: Yeah, and I would like more of the fallout from that, like how they talk to each other yeah. now. I would like to have seen yeah. some more of that going. Because
1: she did; she's like, "Oh, we oh, we fought. I fought him for years." Yeah, but like, and then they meet each other, like, "Oh, hello." It's <laughs> <the> Star Wars <laughs> Episode Three
2: effect of like, "Oh, that sounds like a fun adventure that you went on." Oh, th- uh, this
1: all sounds like really good, interesting stuff. I'd
2: like to see. <laughs> th- look who who can say, um, but I I think that like I I think I just had a good time watching it also it's a breeze of a film at two hours for a marvel movie it, it, it's, it's 153 Actually, like oh beautiful have you seen the new yeah. adam driver thing it's i think it's called like 67 or something it's like 67 million years ago he just fights yeah, dinosaurs with a gun and it's 90 minutes long it might be the perfect movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> well actually sean the perfect movie came out cocaine bear in cinemas bear. now um, In cinemas now, ha- see ha- uh, my favourite thing was it had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes after one critical review yeah. and someone just said stop the count <laughs> 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 it 100 just leave it
2: <laughs> And then I think Phil Lord of Lord and Miller fame just wait no if we can get this to 69% on rotten tomatoes the circle will be complete
1: <laughs> cocaine bear <laughs> um, like yeah i well, how would you like to to finish this we didn't really go scene by scene we've kind of stopped doing that but as a general vibe i would say it's better than Tor love and thunder but a lot worse than wakanda forever yes
2: yeah no i think it's i think as i said i think it's as good as the other ant-man's personally like I just had a really
1: I know I think Ant-Man 1 is better Ant-Man 1 is my favourite one because of how little stakes there are but how big the stakes seem to Ant-Man
2: fair that's a fair statement Um, also there was a a brief post-credits post-post-credits scene at the end um, where Loki and Mobius are watching Victor Timely give a presentation Uh, Mm. Victor Timely I believe started the TVA but I'm not sure um, but it's just a little tease for Loki season two. Um, but yeah, overall, Connor, I would give this film two Wheatabix, Cream and Strawberry. There we go.
1: That seems too nice. It's very almost, is, it's is nice. Is it better than Dr. Stridge? Oh, oh, it's way better than Dr. Stridge. Mm. I think they're probably yeah uh, maybe yeah no I think it's a bit better but I think it's better not by a lot probably not by as much as you Um Well go see Wakanda Forever real <laughs> good it's as good as Iron um, Man three I, Wakanda Forever is better than I, no you mean this movie this movie yeah uh, yeah I, I yeah I can see that yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so um, th- I mean it also has some silly moments of like. Uh, her dying, falling to her pit, and then quips straight afterwards. Yeah, there but, you go. Yeah, probably same thing. That was point. ages
2: ago when we were fighting. Ages with it. ago,
1: same thing, same thing, lad. Um, <laughs> everyone go watch the Batman. <laughs> it's real good. Matt Reeves is the Batman. <laughs> Still the best superhero movie of the last twelve months. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, I think that's it for this. Uh, I'm to say this month and this week's movie review. Um, for this time, I suppose. Unless people want us to review Cocaine Bear next month, but we normally review yeah. Lazarus pictures shows of, like, old movies, so I'm not quite sure how this is going to work. Um, but, yeah, I think that's kind of it, unless you want to take us out, Sean. Yeah, I'll take us out. Uh, Usually on the Patreon we don't read
2: the names because it's a main episode as well. We're going to read the names. So thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays, whatever this is. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. And shout-outs to you wonderful, wonderful patrons. Roisin the Wife Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Komatsu Dozer Enthusiast Evanson, Fun Facts with Waffles, Outera, New Zealand has the highest sheep-to-person ratio on the planet with roughly 10 sheep per person. David Clark, Sean Chuckling the wash, and It'll Be Grand Jamieson Dominic, Anna Irish Walrus Forever Helm Roos, Danny McLaughlin No One's Ever Really Gone, Luke Hoth Lord Smish, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Buster, Ed Ball The Adventures of Indiana Jones and in the Franchise that Just Won't Die. Lorraine and Connor have swapped the order of their names to purposefully bamboozle Sean. Russ Can you sort me an invite to the Barry Wins and Oscar drinks you'll be having? Mine's a Pepsi Max Parfit absolutely invitation is on the way and i'm a, I'm a pepsi max cherry man myself i can't do knows. synthetic cherry flavor connor it's the worst no, thing in man. the world pepsi max cherries. the pepsi max cherry the future you've fucked it now you've absolutely you've goosed it it's <laughs> like they used to do a coca cola with lime in it that was delicious uh <laughs> nah nah it's great and thanks also to jackson Bruheim. so if you would like to join Those fine people Head on over to Patreon.com Forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast Link to that Is in the description uh, There's also a merch store Heroes for Forward slash shop Twitter is At Heroes for Hire pod The four is the number four Facebook is Detective Divinance Discussion Group Instagram is Heroes for Hire podcast And the best way To ever help out the show Is to tell one human being That we exist Just a one please I think that's about it Conor I think so So I've been Conor Lawler Life with Shaw And
1: We shall see y'all next week, guys. Bye. Bye.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.